Welcome to Teaching in 10, a podcast from the Center for Excellence in Teaching and Learning at the University of Northern Iowa. Teaching in 10 provides a space for higher education faculty to share teaching strategies and stories about how we engage students and support student success and well-being in 10-minute episodes. I'm Dr. Sarah Montgomery, and today I'm delighted to welcome Dr. Kathleen Bowler to the podcast. Dr. Bowler is Assistant Professor in Accounting in the College of Business at the University of Northern Iowa. Kathy teaches the income tax course and the managerial accounting course, and she co-leads the VITAL program, which is the volunteer income tax assistance program, where accounting major students prepare tax returns for free for the local community. Kathy also has 11 years of military experience in the U.S. Army. Thank you so much, Kathy, for being on the podcast. I'm really excited and honored to learn from you today. So could you share with us, how do you engage students and support their success in your teaching? Well, thank you, Sarah, for inviting me. This is a great opportunity, and I would love to share some of my strategies. Awesome. My favorite is the flip the classroom, which is not new, but (laughs) um, and definitely wasn't invented by me. I think the first time I heard about it was through Khan Academy. Okay. And I've been wanting to implement it for so long, but never got the nerve. Yeah. And I've taken Panopto, which I think is great that you and I has here. Yes. To do the video lessons. Yeah. And... But I never had the courage to do it. I hear you. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, fortunately, unfortunately, uh, COVID forced me to do it. Okay. So Because I had to record my lectures for my class. All right. And I think it's wonderful because now I just go into class and we, they watch the video lectures at home as homework, more or less. Uh And then we come to class and do the homework in the classroom. So it's more discussion-based and practice. Practice and discussion and the students learn more by doing okay so they get to apply what they've learned through the readings and through our discussions Mm -hmm. and actually my gpa actually went up during that period that's amazing so i think it's a great method of teaching okay thank you another method i have is opportunity drill now this i discovered at a conference a few years ago at uh, the phd project conference They had some guest speakers there, and I'm sorry I can't remember who they are, but I love their idea of this opportunity drill, and it's to encourage the students to read before class. We all have trouble with that. I know, right? (laughs) We're all all ears right now. (laughs) So with this opportunity drill, the way they implemented it is they give them 10 pre-quiz questions, I guess you call it, and if they get all 10 of them correct, they get three points added to their exam quiz their exam grade and so for and I do that for each chapter however I modified that I give five to ten questions mostly more like five with double questions if they miss one if they get them all correct they get the three points if they miss one they get two points Mm -hmm. if they miss two they get one point and if they miss more than that they get absolutely nothing yeah but I find it so interesting that the students will work harder for that than they do for their own their own graded assignments. Wow. Why do you think that is? I have no idea. Probably because they have fun doing it, mm-hmm. and they work in groups. So it's like I put them in two to three groups, and they work together. And I think they like coming to the table, bringing something to the table. Mm-hmm. So they all tend to actually read. Now, you will have some slackers that won't. Sure. Participate. I, I, we can't get around that. No. But they seem to have so much fun doing it when they come to the class. We spend the first 10 minutes or so um, 
or less, sometimes less, doing this opportunity drill. Wow. <laughs> and they start out at two or three groups, but by the end of the semester, somehow they're yelling at the whole class. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so the whole class is coming together, working on this assignment. And it's fun to watch them, you know, collaborate together. Yeah. It is so much fun. As and a community. Yes. Wow. So by the end of the class, they pretty much know each other, which mm-hmm. is something I've noticed here that when they get to the class, they may only know two or three people in the class, and mm-hmm. which was strange for me because back in Florida, we had, I knew all my students, all my classmates okay. when I was, somehow we worked together a lot, but yeah. here uh, the students tend to work solo for okay. some reason. I don't know. So that pushes them a little bit to connect yeah. <laughs> and support one another. Yes. So I, I think I love the opportunity drill because it's so much fun to watch. And definitely an alternative approach to the pop quiz, a more like definitely. punitive yes. kind of setup. Yes. So. Yeah, because this is all extra credit. So mm-hmm. there's they don't get penalized for not taking it, mm-hmm. uh, which is probably why I have some slackers. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but those slackers tend to slack. That, in it's, other areas. That, it's not just that moment in your class. <laughs> True. So, but the ones that are really go getters really push to make this. And it's it's again, I had stopped it during COVID, but the students had heard about it um, last semester, and they were like, "Can we please do that? Can we please do that?" And I was oh. like, "Um." Okay, so I did it for the last couple of chapters we had because that's all we had left. Yeah. And they enjoyed it. It's So they I'm going to keep implementing it. <laughs> awesome. That's such a helpful idea. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, thanks. Another thing I like to do in the class is to encourage wrong answers. Hmm. I, I was like, hey, I don't want the right answer. Why don't you give me the wrong answer? Or I say, if you got the right answer, okay, I'll take the right answer. But <laughs> the reason I do that is because when we get the right answer, okay, good, you got it, let's move on. Mm. We don't discuss it any further. Well, there's some students in there that really didn't get it. Mm. But when I get the wrong answer, we discuss why that answer is wrong okay. and explain why the correct answer is correct, mm-hmm. And which is something that we see on the CPA exam. Anytime we take the CPA exam, on the exams, when they look at the answers, the CPA exam explains each answer choice okay why this is incorrect why that's incorrect why this one's correct and why this one is incorrect so i think that is a smart strategy because then you understand why you would not pick that answer Mm -hmm. choice and Mm -hmm. so that's why and and i think that's a perfect thing to incorporate in class and plus the students won't be so embarrassed when they answer won't be afraid to answer the question yes. if they know you're looking for a wrong answer. Mm-hmm. So they'll be willing to say, well, I'll take a chance. Mm. Everybody else is getting it wrong, so I don't need to be embarrassed. Mm. And they feel comfortable taking that risk. They feel comfortable taking that risk. Wow. And so it, it works well. Cool. And the one thing I have to remind myself, um, I know there's a lot of racial diversity that's being discussed. Mm-hmm. I like to say learning diversity okay there's so many different students in there to have so many different learning styles because mm-hmm. uh comprehension for instance or i'll say uh what's the term uh <laughs> sorry i can't think of the word that's all right perspective yes but getting your perspective on something you read like you may read something one way and i'll read it a different way and say girl how did you get that and mm-hmm. you look at me like 
what did you, how did you get that? Did we read the same thing? <laughs> we, exactly. <laughs> so there's so many different ways we can interpret things. So mm-hmm. to test the one, like to give a pre, I used to give pre quizzes. Okay. Before I heard about the opportunity, and uh, so pre quizzes and students would fail the pre quiz every time. Oh. And so I'm grading them on something they didn't quite comprehend uh-huh. because they interpreted it differently or didn't quite understand it. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up stopped giving those pre-quizzes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they some learn visually yep. and some learn by application doing, which is why Flip the Classroom works so well. Mm-hmm. It's because they actually get to apply what they learn mm-hmm. and learn you know, the more practice you have, the more perfect you become. Mm-hmm. Just like basketball, you're not going to be a superstar basketball player if you don't get out there and practice. A lot, yeah. So, right? So some people can learn. We got some brilliant students that learn just reading the tap, just reading the textbook. Mm-hmm. But then there's some that won't get it from reading the textbook. Mm-hmm. But the minute you have them try it and, it and and practice it, they go, oh, okay, I get it. Now that makes sense. Okay. And I like to use the example where I was given an assignment to read a article and present on it. Girl, I'm telling you, I struggled with that thing for a whole week and okay. couldn't figure it out. I called my husband crying, look, baby, I don't understand this thing. <laughs> and I didn't. When it came time to present, I couldn't. I went to my instructor and said, I, I really don't understand this article. She took 10 minutes to explain what that article was doing. Mm-hmm. And I had a big time, oh, ah moment. Mm-hmm. And she, I was able to present that paper and to replicate that paper. It was amazing. Wow. But if it hadn't have been for me going to her and asking, hey, please explain this because I don't get yes. it. And her taking the time to say, hey, this is, this is what this is doing. Mm-hmm. It made it, it opened my eyes. Because sometimes there's just something, one keyword or one you key. You just don't get it. You just don't get. Mm-hmm. And then just to go to that professor and say, hey, look, help me. Yeah. And so I don't want to turn away a student when they come to me and ask for help. So I encourage them to come. So I encourage professors to be available, mm-hmm. be adaptable to t- different learning styles and changes and find out. I like to call when I see a student not doing well in my class. I say, OK, can you come to my office and meet with me? Mm-hmm. And we'll come up with a strategy to help them get focused. It's like one told me she didn't really understand word problems. So I went through and I gave her some key phrases like, hey, what's product? Uh, what's average? You know, key words to look to for. target, yeah. And, yeah, and the thing. And she was like, oh, you know, it's just things like that. So that's why reading isn't always, mm-hmm. everybody doesn't learn mm-hmm. by reading. And so sometimes your weakest student or the weakest link in your class term, may turn out to be your strongest link Mm. because they can be just as bright as the brightest student you have in your class absolutely if you just give them a chance to try a different method Mm -hmm. so it's important to see where your students uh, weaknesses are and focus on those and last thing I have is a future plan okay focused on tenure right now so sure (laughs) is something I'd like to incorporate in my class is debates so with income tax, there's a lot of loopholes in the tax law. Yeah. A lot of interpretation of that goes on. So I would like to present, I've um, signed up for Howard to look at, to view some of their cases. Howard University, not Howard, Harvard. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Harvard University, sorry. Harvard University has a lot of cases. So I'm trying to look through some of their cases to find some that would I could use as a debating class and it'll help with our research assignment the students Mm. do and they can do the research behind why the court decided this 
and what other angles may have been taken. So the students will be able to go debate a case. Mm. Or we might bring in some hypothetical cases and have them debate where do you think the outcome will be. Mm. So that's a future plan. I haven't implemented that yet, but it's that's a awesome. strategy. And so. I love that you're always planning that next piece. And I appreciate you <laughs> sharing and just your courage from your own learning experiences and reminding us all how we can connect with students and provide those accessibility points so that the material really, that they can fully understand it in the way that works best for them. That's yes. powerful. And I think also my dad's an accountant. Just want to give him a shout out there before we recorded. Kathy and I were talking about tax season is a season. It is. Um, <laughs> and um, and just to think more deeply about your discipline and how while at first to an outsider it might seem really cut and dry, but actually like so many things, there's lots of room for interpretation and yes. to really d- get into the weeds and mm-hmm. look at different perspectives on these topics. So. Yes. Thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah. Glad to have you here. (laughs) Glad to be here. Thanks. (laughs) All right. So to wrap up, thank you for sharing your ideas with us. And everyone who's listening, please subscribe and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to tell your colleagues about this podcast. And until next time, thank you for joining us on Teaching in 10 from the Center for Excellence in Teaching and Learning at the University of Northern Iowa.